Vamos. Good evening, Tune Review family and everybody listening at a later date on the podcast. Hope you're all doing well. Uh, tonight, we're just going to sort of go through the first half of the season. Um, Billy came up with the idea and I thought, yeah, that's, that's a good show to do because obviously, you know, there's been a lot of sort of, we've been a bit down about the performances in the last couple of weeks and thought, well, why not look back on uh, and do sort of a half-season review, looking back on what has been a fantastic season, if we're honest, so far. Look at the different, look at how the players are performing. Uh, we'll do the, the you know, the the, the mid-term uh, player ratings and uh, just have an easy-going show uh, to start the week off. Uh, it is a very, very big week for Newcastle. Well, very big two weeks for Newcastle United now coming up. Uh, of course, Liverpool at the weekend is a massive game in the Premier League. Uh, for many different reasons, but mainly for what happened at Anfield, Billy, because we owe them one, don't we? 100%. Um, robbed of a, a, a perfectly valid goal for, by a shadow being offside. Mm. Uh, eight minutes of six minutes of injury time and they get the winner. And Jurgen Klopp's antics on the sideline. Was all those things added to, the course, the hostile crowd. Yeah, we definitely well, owe them one. Yeah, I, I did... Um... You know, when I did the video earlier on today, um, you know, about the Willock situation and stuff like that, and then somebody put a, a, a comment underneath about saying that that mentioned that uh, Liverpool had cheated. Um, and they said that it wasn't Liverpool cheating, it was the referees. Uh, when I said Liverpool cheated, I mean as in Jurgen Klopp uh, and his disgrace of, you know, the fact that he wasn't even uh, booked on the sidelines for his behaviour that day. Uh, and I'm sure he's going to get a lot of stick on Saturday, Billy. 100%. I mean, he... Basically, refereed the game from the sideline, didn't he? Um, he did, yeah. He 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 um, influenced the VAR team, I think, as well with his antics. He certainly mm -hmm. influenced the referee on the pitch and the, the assistants also. So, yeah, he, he got away with murder that night. Does not got any kind of disciplinary action for it? it was ridiculous. Yeah, scandalous actually, wasn't it? it but uh, and and then you know it, it's all been building up nicely to this. You know we've hit a bit of a lull. Liverpool certainly in a bit of a lull as themselves. They'll be looking to get out of it. We'll be looking for a bit of confidence before the the, the cup final in two weeks' time. So you know, hopefully, praying to God we're sitting here in two weeks' time doing a review of the whole cup weekend, celebrating uh, our first trophy in a very very long time. But uh, that is to come. Um, couple of birthdays to mention. Uh, a couple of special people of the channel. Uh, Louis. Uh, Louis uh, uh, Von Wrestling, as he calls himself these days. He's 18 today, so a massive happy birthday, Louis. Uh, and hope you've had a few uh, a few of the old tinnies to celebrate. Uh, turning 18, of course. Hope you've had a great day. And um, Fez, our uh, moderator and graphics guy, uh, it's his birthday today. I believe he's turned the big 3-0. So massive happy birthday to Fez as well. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, up in Scotland, you'll probably be celebrating in the correct manner. Uh, so, massive happy birthday to those two. Um, we'll look at a few more uh, comments before we get going, Billy. Uh, Barney says, uh, hello, people. Something has been bothering me. Uh, can we not just get our owners to pay the Deadwood off, i.e. their contracts? 
I'm not sure how that works, to be honest, Barney. I think, you know, I, I don't know whether that counts against us spending money for FFP. I don't know, because obviously we'd have to pay the contracts off. Yes, it would free the wages up, um, but I think they're just happy to let the contracts run down. And I'm sure, uh, pretty confident, Billy, that, that you know, that the likes of Richie, Fraser, etc., you know, will be gone in the summer. Yeah, you'd think so. Um, but if they pay the contracts up, that's still it's still adds to our FFP because you're still really playing the contracts up. Yeah, they're not going to exactly. leave for less. They're not going to leave yeah. for less. Um, it'll be mutual. Maybe they can get some mutual agreement, and you'll save a little bit. Mm. But we need to free space in the squad. I know we're too short at the minute. We've got four goalkeepers in there, uh, but we need we need four or five spaces in there for a, a big sum of spending. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Louis, uh, yes, I did get your email, matey. Don't worry, I uh, got that. Um, people saying happy birthday to Louis. Uh, good evening to Dan Brown, Peter Bill, uh, Mrs. Toon Review. Um, she's modern tonight. Uh, I believe Rachel's at rehearsals tonight, so uh, she might jump on a bit later on. Uh, Pedro says, good evening, people. It's great to be here on this wonderful morning, evening. Uh, hope everyone is doing well. Yeah, people all over the world tuning into the Toon Review, of course, so we never know whether it's morning, afternoon, or evening where everybody is but uh there you go uh spike uh good evening to you hope you're well my friend where's good evening uh peter dolan says i've just been arrested for walking in somebody else's sleep okay uh not great uh pilo keith says evening all midterm uh for the uh the, the season so far is a b plus uh interesting uh of course susan says good luck to everyone in the ballot uh of course the results of that People will know by 5 p.m. tomorrow night if they have a ticket for the cup final. There's going to be some very upset people uh, for many different reasons, of course. Um, but, you know, it, it, it'll be all said and done this time tomorrow night. So there will be a lot of people upset. There'll be a lot of people jumping for joy and things like that. Uh, but it, it's going to hurt some people as well. Uh, good evening to John's back door. Uh, Chip is good evening. Uh, would be farmer. Greetings from New Mexico. Um, Billy, obviously, I did a the video earlier on about the uh, preseason trip that uh, it looks like Newcastle United signed up for. The Athletic are reporting that uh, we signed up for this preseason trip, which will be held in um, it's like a round robin set of games amongst other Premier League teams. Mm. Uh, the other Premier League teams that so far are in it uh, looks like I believe it was um, Chelsea won, aren't they? Chelsea won, Leeds United are one, uh, but Leeds United's on the uh, provision that they stay in the league. Um, Brighton and Hove Albion are one as well, and there's two others yet to be confirmed. Um, but they will be played in Philadelphia, uh, New Jersey, and of course, home of Jimmy Moore, Atlanta. So we might get to see the tune. Yeah, hopefully there'll be a Newcastle game in Atlanta. It'd be a bit of a shitter if it's Brighton versus Leeds in Atlanta, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, it would be. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I've I've already dropped the sort of um, you know dropped the the hint to Susan that uh, I could be heading over the pond just to to cover some of the games for the for the channel. So um, you know that's <laughs> see how that goes. Uh, Mark, uh, we all good. Thank you very much, Clive. Good evening to you, John Elliott. Good evening. Uh, Rochi says, are we shouting for the skip rats or what? Well, Billy's watching the game for us tonight, so uh, we'll, uh, as soon as anything happens, Billy will let us know. Uh, just listening on DR Sports and this uh, Lilliput Lilliputian, Lilliputian, 
uh, was explaining how good they were against all the... I've no idea what that means. I, I, it's, it's a Monday night. Uh, up there once says, hi, everyone. Hope you all had a good day. Uh, shame about Willock potentially missing the cup final. Yeah, it, out of the three, Billy, it's, it's Willock that seems to be worse off, shall we say, than the other two, um, yeah, which we I thought. Guess, yeah, we will guess that when we saw him being strapped up. It's other hamstring or a thigh, muscle injury. Mm-hmm. They're generally two, two weeks at least, and sometimes as much as two months. So, yeah, I don't think we're going to see Joe Willock at Wembley. And it's even more key that we keep Maxi fit for that Wembley final now because Joe Linton will step into that left eight and Max on the wing, obviously. Yeah. Do you think... Do you think Matt, uh, Eddie might leave some people out on on Saturday? Because you know what, I know, it, it, I know that we we're in the top four and it's Liverpool, and then we got the cup final the week after. But does Eddie risk any injuries? Because with sore thread bear, does he throw the likes of Matt Ritchie in, for instance? Well, when we played at Anfield, of course, Lasalle's came in and played instead of Share. So yeah, there's one possibility that could happen. He rested, but uh, well, Botman wasn't in the team that time, was he? Targeting Burn played at centre half. He may play Burn at centre half, and, and and maybe Lewis at left back. Who knows? But I think it's the middle of the park where we we need the, the resting, isn't it? And and, and the striker. Mm, but yeah. no, one, no one's played there, so I don't. You know, unless it brings in someone from the Dylan Stevenson or something like that, I can't see it. I, I think he'll, he may he may rest one or two teams players, but I don't really want him to. You know yeah, I, mean? I know, I know. I, I really want to beat Liverpool as well. Um, Jake Shearer says, uh, Mike Ashley is a way to buy the shopping centre I work in. I can't escape the man. Uh, commiserations, Jake. Uh, real commiserations there. Uh, Liverpool fans don't consider Newcastle a top club, according to the uh, norm on DR Spots this morning. No respect. Um, I'm not sure. I think, you know... <laughs> I know quite a few Liverpool fans, and I think they do have a lot of respect for Newcastle. I think um, a lot of the time that sort of Newcastle and Liverpool, similar working class supporters. But listen, after what happened at Anfield, it kind of soured that a little bit. Um, but, you know, let's just beat them on Saturday and put all that to bed. Uh, that's what we want more than anything. Um, Jordy Ricard says, Paul and Billy, have you just listened to the new Tune Review song? On the road again, we have. Thank you very yeah, much, Jordy Ricard. Yeah, uh, nice, nice work, Jordy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ian A says, I think what the owners have done behind the scenes has been amazing. Uh, the team doing better than expected earlier than expected is the icing on the cake. Uh, as he says, uh, we didn't cheat. We just wasted time uh, like a bunch of stupid asses. Uh, I, 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 I referring to the Anfield game, we didn't, we didn't waste time. I'm, I, I, it was. Yeah, game management. Uh, I think they call it. Every team in the league does it. Yeah, he said they didn't cheat. We just wasted time. As he, I disagree with you. Uh, JT says, "How do you all hope you're all spiffingly well this evening? Half of the season gone already. How does time fly? Roll on Saturday. Revenge afoot. Hopefully." Um, there's Jimmy himself. You boys coming to Atlanta this summer preseason tournament? Jimmy, I'm there, sunshine. Uh, if you've got a room for me, then all I need is me flight, and I'm fine. Um, I've already, you know, sort of dropped it with Susan that I'd possibly be covering a game. And it, listen, if I don't have to stay in a hotel, mate, if I can stay at the uh, the palace of Mr. Moore, uh, then, you know, the world is the oyster, my friend. Uh, Clive says, uh, my opinion is Newcastle United have been amazing so far. Yes, we're having a little blip, but they are not losing. Uh, Shamrock says, Paul, I heard you say in your video this afternoon, Man United are presented as the home team at Wembley. How does that work? 
Uh, they get the home dressing room, basically, uh, i.e. they'll get the uh, dressing room that England normally have uh, for international games. Um, but, you know, when we went to Old Trafford, we played in the green and white strip. Um, and, you know, wh- when Man United were announced as the home team for the final, we were all thinking, Christ, especially the performances that we've had in this uh, third jersey. It hasn't been great, uh, but it's been confirmed that we will be in black and white, Billy, which is a, a huge, uh, a huge difference. Yeah, I mean, we didn't need, need to wear that, that green and white uh, kit. No, we didn't. At Old no. Trafford, it didn't clash. I mean, the black and white stripes doesn't clash with Manchester United. It's just that we're contractually obliged to wear on a certain amount of occasions. Mm. And that was one of the games they fitted in for. No yeah. way, more to I don't. I hope they don't wear it again because it's a blue jinx, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, we just don't perform in it. Uh, Ken says the club were helping war flags with the Wembley display. How good is that? Yeah, fantastic. Uh, brilliant. Just to get everybody going. Uh, it'll be fabulous and and well played to Wembley as well because normally, normally you don't they don't sort of allow that kind of thing. Yes, you can have your little flags and and stuff like that, but uh, it's great news that it's uh, that the war flags will be allowed to uh, to uh, have their displays at Wembley. Um, Oliver Bass is uh, just so you know we beat Liverpool three one on Saturday. Trust me, lads. I hope you're right, buddy. I hope you're right. Three uh, one will suit us down to the ground, Billy. 100%. I'll settle for any win against Liverpool. Yeah. Any win. Yeah. One nil uh, in the last, last minute off someone's arse. I'll, I'll settle for that. Go yeah. season. Off Henderson's arse would be hilarious, really, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really would. Uh, Tom Lynch says, I remember my 18th. It was the day Keegan left as manager. Oof. Oh, God. What a way to celebrate your 18th. Wow. Um, poof. Uh, who you want to win, Everton or Liverpool? Uh, the draw. <laughs> a draw. <laughs> there you go. Um, paying off contracts is included in FFP. There you go. That's what we said. Yeah, there'd be a problem with that. Um, uh, Jordan says, uh, hey, guys, forgot to order a T-shirt last night. Will it be too late now? Uh, do you have an idea of time or next time Susan will place a new order? Uh, well, if we get a few more, then we'll put another order in. Um I think we've we've had a couple of orders from overseas as well um, in the last uh, 24 hours or so. So um, put the order in, Jordan, and um, I'm sure Susan will work on magic. I'm sure she'll just go back in and say we've got a couple more orders um, and, uh, you know, we'll, we should be able to do something. I don't see why not. The, the place where we get the T-shirts from is literally about, well, 300 yards from our house. So... Um, I'm sure we'll be able to do some. Susan will let us know in the chat, or I'm sure she'll let us know on text message to stop being an idiot, shut up, Paul, uh, or whatever. But um, we'll we'll certainly do our best. Uh, Daniel says, hi, from North Carolina. Uh, John says, hi, guys. Great show last night. We loaded. Good laugh. Yeah, it was a great laugh. It was a great laugh. It was, But that's what we like to do on the Toon Review, and I think that's what a lot of people like, you know, when we, we just sort of um, have a really, you know, we had an in-depth discussion about quite a lot of things for the first hour. Um and then the, the final part of the show was just a really good laugh, uh, you know, finishing the weekend the right way. Uh, it's not always serious stuff, especially, you know, the way the world is at the minute, when you get so much bad news everywhere, you bloody look when you switch the news on. Um, it's good to just try and forget all that for half an hour or so and, and have a really good laugh. Why not? Um, uh, Louis hasn't got a ticket, unfortunately. Uh, doesn't look like he's going to get one. Uh, Jordy Boyce is good to hear the tuna wearing black and white at the final. Absolutely. Um, hi from Kavan Kev- Island. 
I'm mm. not sure where that is. Where's that? Like Cavan Island. It's in, it's in Southern Ireland somewhere, in Republic somewhere, but Lord knows where. Oh, Cavan Island. Right, Cavan Island. I thought you meant it's somewhere. Cavan Island, like the Cook Islands or somewhere like that. I just realised he'd put a capital letter on Ireland. Uh, Baz Down Under, greetings in Australia. Hope you're well. Um, uh, Russell says, good evening, guys. For me, the season has been fantastic. Uh, Miggy's 10 goals has earned me 550 quid. Well, that can't be bad. Nice one. Uh, yeah, uh, brilliant. Uh, and he's convinced <clears throat> Lewandowski is going to sign for Bristol City. Um, uh, no. Uh, NUFC Forever says, here, Paul, I've been looking at what we need for this summer. And uh, from our show so far this season, a left wing, left back, central defensive midfielder and camera must to challenge next season uh, as teams will upgrade. Oh, and we need a number nine. Not much sense, Ginger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Right, let's take a look at uh, so, so far. Well, we'll start with, obviously, the goalkeeping situation. And, uh, well, there's only one goalkeeper <laughs> that we can talk about, really. I mean, Carl Darlow came in for the Tranmere uh, Cup game. But apart from that, it's been Nick Pope all the way, Billy. Yeah, and what, a, what a, an improvement he's made to the side, just him alone. Yeah. Uh, the way he plays the game uh, with his sweeping. Fantastic ability to save shots that he has no right to save and his general... Leadership in the back, his vocal um, c- control of the area. He's been a massive, massive plus for us, and he's 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 increased a lot of our points that we've gained this year. Difference to last year is the fact we've got a much much better goalkeeper, much much better goalkeeper. Yeah, I mean, look, he he seems to um, have that kind of calmness, doesn't he? That, that he doesn't panic with anything. Um, as soon as a ball comes over the top, we saw it numerous times on Saturday night again. Um, pretty much down our left-hand side. It was going over the top of Dan Byrne. But Nick Pope was there in a, in a literally a blink of an eye. And he's so aware of those balls coming in. He's he's, he's just ready, um, which is a total difference from what we've had in the past. You know, yes, Debravka is a very good goalkeeper, good shot stopper. But he never, you know, he was always prone to that mistake. And I know Nick Pope's made a mistake for England, Billy, but he's been rock solid for us. Yeah, Um Concentration is what it's down to. I don't yep. think Dubravka has the concentration span that Pope has. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why he doesn't come out of his net to, to, to kind of intercept things. He just stands yep. on his line. Really slow to come out. Yeah, cost the Sheffield Wednesday game, in my opinion, with his uh, inability to come out quickly enough uh, and not read the situation like Nick mm-hmm. Pope would have. So, yeah, it's, it's, Nick Pope's been a fantastic addition to the squad. And at 10 million quid, it's an absolute snip. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Billy says, can we still bring in players from the free transfer list or is it too late? No, if they're, if they're not contracted to anyone, you can sign them any time because obviously they're not attached to uh, to any club, to be honest. Uh, Shane, good, good good morning in Australia. It'll be Tuesday morning there now. Uh, don't even see these results as a blip. We're still unbeaten in God knows how long. Uh, we've simply been overperforming all season, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I, I guess so. Um, you know, we know that we're we're overachieving. I think everybody knows that. But, uh, you know, that that's not to make an excuse for a poor performance, though. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially, you know, no disrespect to Bournemouth. I think everybody expected us to beat them, even the Bournemouth fans. Um, Alex says, where's Stato? Well, Stato's having a night off tonight, buddy. Uh, he's uh, just putting his feet up uh, and uh, hopefully doing some research uh, for future shows. <laughs> you know what he's like? He'll be on the laptop. He'll have all the stats websites up uh, like the Matrix. Um, 
Cheers for the response, Paul. No problem at all. Uh, did they flip a coin for who uses the home dressing room at Wembley? I'm not sure how they decide that, Billy, to be honest. Well, every single cup draw I've ever seen in my life, Man United have been drawn out the home home side. So I'm guessing well, that's what happened there. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they actually had a draw behind closed doors. And obviously the first ball out was Man United. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, I guess it is. Um, still nil nil in the derby, Billy. It is very even, um, very even, Stephen. Ellis Sims actually got a game for uh, Sunderland, uh, Everton tonight. Quarter one, Sunderland on loan. Ellis Sims, the, the lad that was all oh, right, yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, is he playing, playing tonight? Is he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's playing up front, big lad. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, Jody Boy says the tune review is therapy in troubled times. Thank you, mate. Um, midfield is a must for the window. Uh, his holiness is England's number one. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. I mean, look, England don't play again till March, obviously, Billy, but surely, surely he's got to be in ahead of Pickford now. I mean, you, you can you can look back in Southgate and say, well, he's played well for us, you know, in, in time. But look, you've got to play players on form. And and he is bang on form, Nick Pope. And has been all season. Yeah, he has been. He's not, he's not made a mistake for us. However, the one game he played for England, he did make a mistake. I think that's down to the confidence he's got in the players in front of him. I don't think Harry Maguire and whoever it was that night in front of him in the Germany game, I was yeah. good as Botman and, and Cher. Simple as that. Mm. Yeah, good. Definitely. Uh, John Dawson's 3-0 to Clippity Club's clack knackers on Saturday. Uh, the Toon boys are looking shattered in minds and bodies. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I'm sure Eddie, he'll work them as usual this week, but maybe he'll just have that in the back of his head that you know, things are just, just need to give them a little bit of a break. Uh, Gary says, I've ordered a shirt, had to wait until I got a decent net signal. Oh, dear. Uh, well, you're in the desert or something, uh, Gary. Um, uh, Malcolm says, morning, lads. Looking forward to the show. Trying to keep dry here as we're in the middle of a massive tropical cyclone and a national state of emergency has just been announced here in New Zealand. Bloody hell. Uh, I've got family in New Zealand, so... Uh, I hope everybody uh, stays very safe out there. Um, Clive says, Nick Pope bargain signing for 10 million. Yeah, I mean, we joked around, Billy, earlier on the season that we were looking at the signings from Burnley as the other way around, weren't we? That we paid uh, 25 for, for Nick Pope and only 10 for uh, for Chris Wood, of course, just to ease the blow a little bit. Yeah, yeah and, and it works that way if you want to do it that way because I think he's worth a lot more than what we've paid for him. He's been an absolute godsend for us. Seriously, yeah. so, the save against Crystal Palace alone it was unbelievable. How he actually managed to get a hand on that, or even see it, let alone parry it over the bar. One from uh, who was it? Edward was it? Or I mean, who it was? But the, the centre forward for Palace with the volley, unbelievable save. Mateta, wasn't it? Great save. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Taurus, a new one. Did Ellis Sims? Well, anyone tears Bristol City a new one, and you should know that by now. Uh, Paul Tully says, how's everyone, Mods? Paul and Billy. Uh, Pope, the best keeper in the league at the moment. Uh, even in recent games, he's been so reliable. Uh, Ari left back. We forgot a little about Bonswell, who impressed pre-season. I think he's on loan at Shrewsbury. Yeah, he's on loan. He, he, so he's out the, the thinking at the minute. He did perform. He did all right in pre-season, the first couple of games. But then... Um, he kind of had a rocky time for a couple of games, and I think that's what sort of decided for Eddie that uh, that was it. He was he was away. Um, yes, Castori has put out another limited shirt, uh, J- Jimmy. But the thing is, it only goes up to two XL, uh, which which I find a bit bizarre because if you look at most of the stuff on the website, it it goes up to five XL, but for some reason these limited shirts only go up to two. 
The one you say limited, are they actually team shirts or well, polo the, shirts or what? The, the kind of training shirts, but they are nice, to be fair. They, they look quite nice, but um, I don't understand why it only goes up to 2XL because, I mean, let's face it, <clears throat> most grown men, uh, you know, 2XL, 3XL, stuff like it, because we know what the fitting's like with Castorius. So you always have to go a little bit bigger, don't you? Um, I'm at the bottom of the bell boy now. I mean, how many shirts is that this season? It's, it's a disgrace, and especially in the, in the climate that we're all suffering economically. Yeah. Uh, well, there's Trulson. Yeah, limited size as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ian says, I just want us to score from a corner. Uh, when was the last time that happened? Well, it was Joe Linton away at Leicester City. Uh, Pope's generally the best goalie in the league, in my opinion. Mm. Um, would be Farmer says, uh, Gordon's got to start against Liverpool. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, apparently, Bonswell's playing for the academy tonight. I thought maybe he was out. Well, maybe come back in January then. Uh, he's, he's definitely on loan. Definitely. Um, and he says, you would need a 5XL, wouldn't you, Paul? Uh, yes, I would, Annie, and I'm not afraid to say it. I need a 5XL because I need a comfortable fitting shirt. I'm six foot five, not two foot four like you, little man. Um <laughs> I'm two foot four, but I'm six foot six foot five wide. So, <laughs> so me and Billy have the same problem, just in the opposite way. Um, mm. Julie J says two XL in Castoria world is tiny. Yeah, it's newborn. It's newborn, literally. Um, but there you go. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, Lewis Miley in the squad last week. Tanfield boy, your area, Paul. Uh, not far, not far. Um, good player, Lewis Miley. I'm really looking forward to seeing how he he gets on. Uh, right, let's move into the uh, defence, Billy. I mean, we've had the same defence again most of the season. Um, I mean, when we come to do the, the sort of midterm ratings at the end, we'll sort of look at the players that have played the most, um, not go through, you know, players who've just played a couple of games because it's pointless. Um, I, I think, you know, defensively, we've been superb. I mean, there is no doubt about that. We've been absolutely superb. Uh, the, the, you know, the goal difference tells you that. Um, the, the, the lack of goals conceded. Um, is very much down to that that back four because Nick Pope, you know, when, when we keep going to do player ratings, he's not had a thing to do. So we, we keep struggling about what to rate Nick Pope. Um, and it, it's he's, they've just been phenomenal, Billy. Well, the best defence in the league on statistics. So uh, when have we ever said that about Newcastle United team? I can't ever remember, ever remember saying it. Mm. Certainly not in the Premier League uh, era. They've been fantastic from the right back all the way across the left back really every one of them has been absolutely outstanding yeah uh, the past couple of games have looked a little bit little bit more sloppy but that's because Brady was in front of them I think uh, but generally 99.9% of the time they've been absolutely superb every, every one of them I mean if they're working with Bruno in training all the time you know when Bruno mm -hmm. comes deep to get the ball yeah. uh, he, he has the ability just to you know he knows where he's going to put the ball sometimes before it's even arrived at his feet uh, sometimes he'll then just stick his ass out, turn and, and, and make a run and uh, either win us a free kick or he starts an attack. When he's not there, it's, it's a very different kettle of fish because although Longstaff did okay or is doing okay, he's not Bruno. He doesn't have the, the same ability as Bruno. Um, so I think when, when the two, certainly for the centre-backs, they're looking up uh, and he's not there and we're, we're not getting the... The, the same kind of runs from Longstaff, which isn't his fault. It's just that that's not his position. It's not his normal position. Um, but I think, you know, for, for most of the season, the way those two, uh, especially Cher and, and Botman, Billy, have, have brought the ball out and the, the distribution from them has been superb. Yeah, and they're not drinking violets either. I mean, in the past, we've had centre-halves centre 
Even Colacini was a shrinking violet at times. I can remember Lukaku bullying him out of the game. Yeah. One year. Yeah. You know, even great, great, these two don't care. They're up to the physical challenge week in, week out. They've got all playing skills to add to that. You know, there ain't many defenders that can do that in any league, let alone ours. So that them two there in the middle of the park and the middle of the defence have been absolutely outstanding. And they don't yeah. tell each other perfectly as well. I think I think Fabian Scher is is probably um more of a sort of kamikaze defender than what Botman is. You know, you know, Scher will stick his head in where he knows he's gonna get mullered. Um whereas Botman's sort of a bit more calmer on the ball if you like he, he sort of you know that's why we nickname him the Rolls Royce because he's calm on the ball he brings it forward he's, he's got a right and left foot he can ping it either way um, and that's what we've seen for, for, for most of the season it's been wonderful to watch uh, the ability but so is Fabian Scher I mean let's not forget the, the the goal against Nottingham Forest on the opening day you know we needed to find a breakthrough he put I mean we've seen him do it before of course but He's more of a maverick going forward, I think, than Botman is. You know, Botman doesn't make meandering runs like Fabian Scher does, which I think complements each other because, yeah. you know, he go, they're always there to cover each other's asses. They are. I mean, like you said, Scher, Scher don't care where he puts his head. He puts his head where some people won't put the boot. So he's just such a brave, brave defender. Botman's obviously more cultured, Dutch defender, that they're generally more cultured anyway. Yeah. Um, but he, he, he gets things done a different way. Superb, both of them. And like I say, the two of them, the quality they both have, dovetail each other perfectly. Mm-hmm. They're just an ideal centre-half partnership. They really are. Now, obviously, at the start of the season, you, you were concerned about uh, Kieran Trippier's pace um, and it's sort of defending. Uh, where do you stand on that now? Because, uh, you know, it, it's defending's been, you know, like like the other guys, it's been superb. That's why we haven't conceded goals. Um, but... Do you worry that later on down the stretch, because of what's happened in the first half of the season uh, and the work rate that we've put in, and is Miranda and runs going forward, obviously backing up Miggy, etc., is that going to be a problem back end of the season? Well, it is if it's predictable and we're not getting anything from it. Uh, I think Miggy helps him out defensively an awful lot. I think that is, Miggy's pace really gets him out of the cart sometimes. There have been times where he's taking yellow card because the wing has been too quick for him. Mm-hmm. However... He reads the game so well. Sometimes pace isn't needed in, in them situations. He reads the game. So he's got he's got nous experience. He's got time on the ball. Doesn't matter how many people are close to him, and he's a leader. He's he, okay. He has lost a yard of pace. I'll, I'll, I'll still maintain that. Mm-hmm. But God, he's a leader, and he's a, he's, a, he's just the best side we've made. I think. But it's a football. It's a football brain, isn't it? As well, when well, when you know he. He's a bit like Fabian Scher. They, they, they're very good at intercepting the ball. You know, they can see a pass coming and they both step up and intercept, which, you know, those two have been very, very good at this season. Um, and, you know, obviously, Trippier getting forward. Have you been, if if there's one downfall about Trippier, has it been the set pieces? No, I don't think so. I think no, I think it's the people in the middle. And I, I, I think Alex kind of alludes to that quite regularly. Mm-hmm. I think we need to uh, vary the set piece. I think long coming into the middle each time isn't work or, or going to do it near post click on like Bournemouth did against us on Saturday. The old Arsenal yeah. way of doing things. They used to do it every corner, Arsenal, and got away, mm-hmm. got, got away with it. They scored goals of plenty from it near post flick on yeah. someone coming at the back. I don't think yeah. we've done one all season. Um, but no, I don't, I don't really maintain that his set piece has been poor. I'd like to see him get, I don't know, I'd just like to see him do something different at times. Someone mm. else take one now and again. 
just, just, just mi- mix and match a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I agree. Uh, on the other side, of course, has been Dan Byrne. Um, and he's been very, very solid. Uh, yes, he's having a, a rocky time at the minute. Um, you know, but, you know, we're talking about, you know, looking at the first half of the season and, and, and sort of rating on the first half of the season. And that, you know, I think he's done he's done excellently considering he's not a full-time left back. Um, maybe starting to catch up on him now, but, you know, he's been solid enough. Yeah, it always was going to catch up with him eventually. I mean, teams are going to suss out that there's a glaring weakness down that left-hand side. And the first half of the season, there hasn't been one. Uh, but sooner or later, it's going to co- it's going to catch him. It's, it's going to catch him out. Mm. Put a bit of pace past him and, and overload him. He's going to be in trouble. He doesn't know which way to go, and he gets pulled in quite a lot as well. Yeah, he's he's had an outstanding for someone that isn't a natural left back. Obviously, a six foot seven defender isn't going to be a natural fullback, but he's been super. Yeah, yeah. Um, past few three or four weeks, however, I've noticed that um, we've all noticed a massive downturn in in, in his performances, of down to tiredness or down to people just basically finding him out, which. Either could be true. Maybe both are. He may turn it round. He may turn it round. Possibly, possibly. But he, does, he, he, he does. He does definitely tie us up with our attacking uh, uh, way of going about things too. Because even if it is overlap, defenders don't go to him. I mean, he scored the goal against Leicester, mm. which was a great goal. But apart from that, can anyone remember anything? I mean, yeah, offensively yeah, I, good his season. Well, I wonder how many crosses he's put in. To be honest, Billy, I, I don't think he's put many in at all. No. Um, however, you know. Uh, he has done very well, but maybe we've been a, a little short on the left side because we don't have that overlapping, overlapping fullback that can whip a cross in. Because he's a centre, he's a centre of, he's centre half at, at heart. You know, he's not gonna, he's not used to making them marauding runs and overlapping wingers and things like that and crossing balls. He's he's there to be in the box uh, for corners and stuff like that and crosses and stuff. So. Um, but I think he's done. He's done very well. Uh, good point from David. Remember, everybody saying how's team can't defend, uh, how wrong they were. Uh, absolutely. Uh, we are we still the best defense in the league at the minute. I think we yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen it Saturday as well. So everyone's closest. Yep. Um, uh, Julie J says that's another option that has been mentioned. That's an interesting idea. Ashby on the right, have Trippier on the left. He has played there for England. That's come up a few times, but uh, we're not necessarily agreeing with that one. Um, I'm against it, if I'm honest. I mean, he's, yeah. he has, he's never looked comfortable playing for England. Um, and if you take him from the right-hand side of the defence and put him on the left, we have no attack. Simple as that. <laughs> Unless you switched Miggy onto that side as well, and then the two of them can just continue on. But uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's interesting. Um, space bar says just try something different from them uh, put the ball in that corridor between the six yard box and penalty spot uh, and someone attack it uh, in swing or away swing even a flick on near post just try something I mean yeah. Billy you banged on about that a lot uh, especially when Chris Wood was in the side yeah. you know somebody just make a bloody run to the near post and it, we never oh who scored goal for Liverpool oh um, straight after Everton have hit the post from the corner wow I'm, not, I'm sure it's a break, it's counter attack I don't know who it is, but I'll keep going and I'll tell you who scores. So it's, um, it's just a massive counter-attack. Everton hit the post in the corner and I think it's going to be Salah. Well, there you go. Uh, what a time for him to come back in the form, eh? Uh, well, players back on the bench as well. Van Dijk and Firmino, they're all back on the bench tonight, so they're going to be Oh, wonderful. Saturday. Wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Uh, no, we're just talking about there, Billy, about sort of Chris Wood when you were talking about making those runs to the near post. Somebody just take a gamble. It's we don't seem to be doing that at the minute. Um, 
But, you know, looking back at that Tranmere game, that, that was a perfect corner for me. You know, whipped in with pace from Trippier, would make, does make a run to the near post and scores. And then we never see it again. Yeah, but it's, it's ridiculous that we've not gone back to them kind of corners. And we've got the height in the box to do it. However, I don't think Dan Byrne actually, his heading ability is great. He gets his head to it, but he, I don't think he can direct it. Because even in defence, sometimes he heads it skew if. Mm-hmm. he's got a 50 pence piece for a head. Um, but from corners, yeah, we've got, we've got to just do different things. We've got enough people to aim for. You know, Joe Linton's no, 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 no small person, is he? He's not. He's not. No. He's, he's, a, he's a big. He's a big man. Botman, Cher, Byrne. You know, it's, we've got plenty of height in these boxes. We should be. We should be scoring a lot more from from set yeah, pieces. I absolutely one hundred percent agree with you on that. There's there's no doubt in my mind that we should be scoring more when you've got height. And that's not. It's not just height. I mean, they they are big bruising guys. You know what I mean? They've got some so, some bulk on them you know so it's but I mean look if we're talking about defending uh then there's no doubt that these guys have 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 stepped up this season I mean you know Botman coming in uh to go alongside share they just fit perfectly um you know they've been there most of the season the LSLs has made a couple of appearances but Premier League wise uh these guys have been like a brick wall they really have and you know, even when even when somebody tries to get a shot in, you know, one of them is throwing themselves at the ball, uh, and 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 that's that's why Nick Pope hasn't had a lot of saves to make because most of the shots that do appear to be on target, they're already blocked by his defenders. But but what I love is the the camaraderie that 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 the five of them have. You know, Nick Pope in the back four. You know, you see after every game. You know, or you know, if somebody makes a good tackle or a save, they'll all be high fiving each other. Uh, and you can hear them on the pitch where, where I sit, you know, I could hear them. And you never used to hear that before. There was never much communication. But now, if Nick Pope's coming for the ball, everybody knows he's coming for the ball, you know. And even when the balls are played over the top, Billy, they know Nick Pope's going to be there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's just a fantastic team effort from those five. They're, they're, they're kind of hard to beat. And the only time we have been beat, really, think about it, is from set pieces. So in the past mm-hmm. two weeks, um, so whoever's doing our set piece coaching is is failing on both fronts, not only in attack but also in defence, because it's becoming a bit of a you know a bit of an, an Achilles heel to us, isn't it? Defending corners, yeah. it's something that shouldn't be happening, as you say, with the height we've got at the back. Yeah. Uh, same as going forward, I guess, really. Uh, Steven says, Burns playing exactly the same as always. The reason he looks poor is because he's got no Joe Linton protection from left midfield. Granted, he's not a left back, but he threw his arms up because Maxi shouted man on. I'm not sure how you know that. I think he was well, waiting not... for a whistle. I think he was waiting for a whistle, personally. I think he but he shouldn't have, he, even though Maxi, even if Maxi did shout man on, you don't, you don't throw your arms up like that no. and just sort of give up. You play to the bloody whistle. Um, Angelica, I found a place to watch the match. Uh, the guy said he'll open the bar so I can watch it. Fantastic. Uh, Angelica's on holiday at the moment, uh, sunning it up. Uh, so I uh, hope you have a fantastic time. Um, we scored in the 98 minute on Saturday to win the match. Who scored Maybe. in the 90th minute? Uh, I don't know who Michael supports. I'm trying to think of any 98th minute goals. It's, did Sunderland score late? I don't know. I can't remember. No, I don't know. Uh, Julie J says, uh, decided I'm going to watch at home. No fan zones around Wembley for those without a ticket. Really? That's They're not putting any fan zones on? 
They are, but you've got to have a ticket to get into the match to get. Oh into yeah, well, I, yeah, I heard that one last night. Yeah, uh, but the pubs will still have them on, won't they? There is a few pubs where Wembley, but not as many as you yeah. think there would be. Yeah, but London itself, I mean, you know, oh, you're yeah, talking yeah. Trafalgar Square area, there's loads. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Jason says, if Liverpool win this and Sly a win on Saturday, they're going to be up our asses as well as Spurs. I wouldn't worry about Spurs at the minute. Uh, <laughs> I really wouldn't worry about Spurs right now. Um, Stephen says, noticeable on set pieces. We used to hit it deep for burn, uh, knock down back across goal. We stopped doing it and trip your crosses aren't passing the first man. Uh, need crosses deep and knock back down. That's why we're saying mix it up a bit. You know, if Trippier is struggling a little bit, change it. Put put Anthony Gordon on the free kicks or someone else for that matter. You know, just just mix it up. Don't be, um, you know, one thing that we've done this season is, you know, we've surprised a lot of people with the way we play. Um, you know, the way we come out and try and win the ball back, we press. That's been a very strong point of the first part of the season. Uh, and it is going to become difficult because of the size of the squad to continue that kind of ferocity on the press all the way through, Billy. Yeah, and that, that's down to the fitness that Eddie Howe's got into him. Um, and to do that for the whole season now, albeit we've had a six-week break for the World Cup, you know, it's going to be hard for him to do. And at times, it's looking like it's starting to kind of look a bit fatigued with it. You know, mm. We haven't maintained the press for 90 minutes in the past two games, I don't think. We've done it for spells. Yeah. But before we were doing it for virtually the whole game, weren't we? Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, um, we'll we'll come on to their play ratings uh, at the end. We'll move into midfield now. And, well, what can you say about the midfield? I mean, <laughs> it's just been bloody fantastic. Uh, some of the, uh, not just the, the, the passing and the, the movement, but the ball winning, the press. Joe Linton's been simply sensational all season. Um, you know, it... <laughs> Where, where do you stand on who's been the better? Uh, you know, Bruno or Joe Linton this season? Because they've had different roles, haven't they? So it's, it's very difficult to say, you know, who's been the better of the two. Um, but I think we, we, we talk about Joe Linton simply because of where he's come from, Billy. They're both, you know, we can't do without either of them. And yeah. we're doing without Bruno now and we're not doing as well. And I think mm. if Joe Linton was out of the side, because, well, we could, basically we're short numbers in midfield, aren't we? I yeah. think we've only used three mid, three or four midfielders all season long, haven't we? At starting yeah, games. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Which is, you know, which is ridiculous, really. That shows the lack of depth in our squad. You know, it was something that needed addressing in January. It wasn't. Um, but if Bruno's not playing, then we, we, we've we noticed a massive difference. To me, he's been the, the best the best of them, to be honest. So do you think, Billy, you know, look, looking at the midfield through the first half of the season, had John Joe Shelby been fit... Would you have changed any of them? Would you have put Shelby in and let Bruno go a bit further forward? At the start of the season, I'm sure that was the plan. I'm sure that John Joe Shelby would have sat in the six and Bruno on the right eight. I'm sure that would have been the plan. Mm. Had we been as successful as we are now, who knows? But maybe not. I mean, it's a good question because, I mean, look, Bruno certainly likes getting forward. He's certainly got an eye for goal. There's no doubt about that. Um, Shelby is perfectly happy sitting in that quarterback role. Uh, and he can certainly play it. You know, the, the, some of the passing ability that yeah. Shelby has, we didn't always see it, uh, but my God, when he was on it, he was on it. And uh, I think I think Shelby, certainly since Eddie Howe's coming, would have been a, a big player had he been fit this season because I think he would know that he would have to stay on his game to stay in the side. Yeah. Um, and look, he, he started the season 
obviously preseason. He, he looked really good, uh, yeah, and then did. obviously got the injury against Benfica, and it, it never really happened for him. Um, but I would have loved to have seen, uh, you know, what might have happened had Bruno been a bit further forward. But then, you know, who, who would would it have been Willick? Would it be Longstaff? I mean, Joe Linton's in, in. That's a given for me. I think, I think, I think Longstaff would have been the one that would have, would have been out originally, and would have had to have played his way back in the side. The yeah. Question is, would our defence has been as solid as it is now? Probably not. Would we have scored more goals? Possibly. Would we be fourth on the table? I don't think we would be. No, I think we'd be. About, I think we'd be seventh or eighth, and really happy with life. <laughs> Strange yeah. enough, at the moment we're yeah. fourth and slightly morose about things. We had a bad couple of results, which is ridiculous, really. It's bizarre, isn't it? it really is. Uh, James says, uh, overall, I couldn't be happier with the season so far, but moving on, I feel we need to be less blinked uh, about some of the players and accept they need to move on. Uh, yeah, certainly three or four that need to be gone. Absolutely. Um, this is by the Newcastle United supporters CL. I don't know what that is. Um, the route from King's Cross to Wembley, uh, many, many pubs for exclusive to Newcastle fans. So That'll be the Newcastle United Sports Club London branch, I imagine. All right, there you go. Yeah, the, uh, all right, yes, yes, that's right. I did see something about that on Twitter, actually, so uh, there you go. Um, Julie J says, uh, Joe Litton, because of the improvement, uh, but Bruno's pivotal role is more important to us. Uh, I suppose that's a, that's a good way of putting it. I mean, I've heard people um, say it's ridiculous that you depend on one man to, to free results, and the, the, you know the stats prove prove it. Without Bruno, we don't win games. However, yeah. you take well, you take Kevin, Kevin De Bruyne out of the Man City side. Very simple. Well, Haaland, look at Haaland's goals. Harland, I mean, yeah, uh, you know, Man City wouldn't have scored anywhere near the amount of goals because Haaland has scored some crazy goals this season, and I don't think there's another player in that Man City squad that could have scored those goals that he scored. Um, no, and and no. the runs that he's made, um, they just so happen to be lucky that they've got a, a, someone like De Bruyne who can pick him out. I mean, it's incredible sometimes. Um, and he looks like he's out for a while as well with the with bang he took yesterday. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, Foxy says, Bruno has been levels above everyone. Joe Linton defensively has been great. Uh don't need Shelby when you have Bruno, in my opinion, on the same pitch, not the squad. No, but you, you use Bruno further at the pitch like he was at the end of that season. Mm. We played the game in a slightly different way. Uh, we'd probably scored more goals for it, but we'd certainly conceded more too. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Uh, Gary says, loads of sports bars saying just for Newcastle fans in London, 10 quid a ticket uh, and a free pint. Uh, I think the, I think I get the feeling, Billy, that the, these pubs in London know that the tsunami is about to descend on the capital. I think they've got every chance. Yeah, they've probably obviously yeah. seen the northeast fans from the other side of the of yeah fucking deluge <laughs> come down come come down the fucking M M one yeah two, yeah three years ago shit in the fucking Trafalgar ponds but got themselves pissed pissed as souls for two days mm. and they're expecting a similar sort of thing with us except there won't be any defecating in the pond obviously. Well, I just hope not. Really, I, I just hope we won't copy the the unwashed. To be honest. Um, Strangely enough, when when that cup final weekend, guess who's playing it up here in my neck of the woods? Sunderland. Yeah, yeah. Oh dear, <laughs> oh dear. Uh, Space Bar says he's been pleasantly surprised with Longstaff this season too. Uh, his energy levels have been excellent. Uh, he has, you know, I mean, look. If we look back uh, months ago on this channel, I was very hard on him. Um, I think a lot of people were just saying, "Look, he's just not at it." 
Um, but then there was this, I can't remember which game it was. It was just a turnaround. And I think we said it on the show, Billy, that we looked at Longstaff and didn't realise it was him because from somewhere he seemed to have bulked up. And all of a yeah. sudden he was he was putting himself about. His fitness levels were incredible. Uh, he was tackling. He was yeah. He was making chances. He wasn't scoring them, obviously, but he was getting in the right places. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's happened in front of goal lately for him, which is great. Um, so he has come a long way as well, hasn't he? From from where he was last season to the first half of this season, Billy. I think he's been on a massive, massive fitness. Maybe a little bit of bulking during the World Cup campaign because it was the Leicester game after the World Cup, wasn't it? Where we thought, who the bloody hell is that huge bloke? <laughs> and it was Longstaff. And mm. he was unrecognisable, really, from what we'd seen before the World Cup, where yeah. we, we, were, we were questioning his fitness because he did, he did run out of steam and he wasn't doing the right things and we were criticising him and he wasn't scoring as, you know, as high points as everyone else was on the side when he was playing. Yeah. Since that World Cup, he's been absolutely outstanding. Absolutely yeah. outstanding. One of the few that have, actually, since the World Cup. I mean, look, he's not at his greatest the last couple of games but the team hasn't been so he's not the only one we just look a bit shell-shocked at the minute but I'm well, sure he's playing out this, isn't he? he's playing, he's well playing he is well, and, so. and I think you know we'll, we'll, I, I think that the, the, the cup final side may well be the side that has done so well this season Billy I, I just have a feeling that that is what he's going to do um, now whether that means that Maxi doesn't play and he plays you know, either Joe Linton or Willock in that position, if Willock's well, fit, Willick, of course. Well, Willick, well I don't think he will be either. I think will yeah. Maxi will be playing it with Joe Linton, Maxi on the left-hand yeah. side. I think there's absolutely no doubt about that. Mm. Bruno will come into the six and you'll see Longstaff and, and Joe Linton in front of him. Mm. And from there, of course, Joe Linton can help out Dan Byrne, which, you know, works yeah. out, because a lot of the time Willock was playing on the left wing anyway, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Diane, good evening to you. Hope you're well. Uh, Kenzie says, since Byrne has been acting the joker, i.e. dancing and gang to get me suit measured, uh, he has been a disaster. He needs to go back to being a decent player and cut the clowning based on the evidence. Uh, well, I, I think based on the evidence, I think it, it, Dan Byrne is quite the joker behind the scenes anyway. I think, you know, if, if you look at when he said, I'm going to get me suit measured, um, you know, Sean Longstaff said what a what a funny bloke he is and what a uh, top man he is. And you need them characters in the dressing room, guys. You, you need to remember that. You need you need the guys who are going to be serious at times, but you also need the jokers of the pack as well because that creates the the class atmosphere that they've got in that dressing room now. And and Dan Byrne will know when to be serious and when to have a joke, as will the other players. But you've got some fantastic personalities in that dressing room, and the, and that's something that you shouldn't take away. Um, if I'm being openly honest, I don't think you should take that away. You always need those type of characters, Billy. Dan Burns, he's just, he is a fantastic member of the squad. You can see that everyone looks up to him, literally, because uh, mm. of his height, obviously, but obviously because yeah. of the way he plays the game. Yeah. What he'll do for the shirt, he'll do anything. He'll wear that shirt. Um, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, at the minute, his head scrambled a little bit. Um, yeah. I think I'd take him out Saturday. Just give him a week's rest, get him back mm -hmm. into the final. That's what I'd do. Yeah, rest. I don't want him. I don't want him trying to chase Salad up and down the bleeding line all day. You know, give Lewis a go. Give him a go. Just for yeah. me. We need the pace, actually, don't we? I mean, uh, but listen, I love Dan Byrne, and yes, we've been hard on him for the recent performances. But we're not, like we keep banging on about on this channel, we're not going to sit here and blow smoke up their asses all the time. If they play poorly, and we're doing a match review on based on that previous game, then you know we are going to say what we think. Um, we, we, you know what this channel's like, guys. We wear the heart on the sleeves, and we say it how it is. Um, you know, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's it, it's bad, but most of it's been bloody brilliant this season. Um, 
Jolly Boy says, I bet Ant and Deck have got the tickets. Oh, let's not go there. <laughs> they probably have. Um, uh, Brian says, this game coming up against Liverpool is the biggest of the season so far, uh, bar the final, of course. Yeah, you're right. I think it is because so many different reasons um, adjacent to that as well. Um, Julie J says, oh, they will probably uh, have Sting, Jimmy Neal and Cheryl will be at the match as well. Um Jimmy says Isak needs the long staff fitness plan. Get some bulk on him. Sausages and brown ale. Yeah, uh, he does need to bulk up. I mean, there's no doubt about that. He's he's a very, uh, how would you put it, slim guy, Billy? Flimsy is the word I'd use. Yeah. He needs to learn how to play this back to goal. Hold the ball up, shield the ball, play it to someone else, and then get run into space again. Doesn't mm. do any of that. But the ball at his feet running forward, Christ, he's, he's an absolute demon to watch. Yeah, but that doesn't happen every week, and it didn't happen Saturday. He, he looked poor because of it. Mm. Uh, Jackie says, "Big Joe, one yellow card away from missing the final." No, he's not, Jackie. Uh, I've seen a lot of people still don't. Oh, I think Joe Lit- about four times. Yeah, Joe Linton <laughs> will not miss the final if he is yellow carded. The only t- chance he will miss the final is if he gets a red. So that's either either two yellow cards or a straight red. He will miss the final. One booking against Liverpool, he will not miss the final. Uh, it will be suspended two games after the final. One, of course, is against Manchester City, uh, which we kind of would like him in the midfield for. Mm. Um, uh, James says, uh, Dan Byrne is so important. He is a local lad and will die for the team. But also for the dressing room, he's an amazing asset to get over to foreign players what it means to play for Newcastle United. Yeah, exactly, James. It's a good point. Uh, and I'm sure he, that he does that and does that very well. Uh, talk of the tunes says I would drop Longstaff. I think he's been poor all year. Same as Trippier. Dear me. Tell me I'm you not... don't watch the games without saying you don't watch the games. Yeah, I, I think you need to study the games a bit more, talk of the tune. I'm not sure... I'm not sure how you come up with that, matey, to be honest. Uh, you know, I would suggest you go back and watch the first half of the season. Uh, Tom says Ant and Deck are proper fans, though. They were going to matches pre Keegan. Uh, yeah, they are. They are proper fans, and the, you know, the, there's no doubt about that. Um, I'm not so sure about Idris Elba, though. Uh, <laughs> I know he was at the semi final, uh, home game. I'm not sure that he's a Newcastle United fan. I believe he's yeah, an Arsenal fan. Arsenal support, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, probably their support, the DJ. Oh, Billy, <laughs> that's naughty. Um, Jackie says, okay, thanks for that. I was worried for a second. Well, there you go. We'll put Jackie's mind at rest. That's the main thing. Um, uh, Ian says, that's not the kind of striker Isak is, Billy. I'm asking him to do it all of the time. He's just got to be able to do it sometimes. He doesn't do it at all. Even Michael Owen was able to hold the ball at the local size he was. You know, you've got yeah. to be able to do it to some kind of level. He's that can't mm. do it at all. And that's where that's where he struggled with. Yeah. Uh, apparently Pickford's had a mare. Yeah, he kind of got stuck in between the devil and deep blue sea for their goal and ended up diving at nothing. <laughs> well, his, his poor arms aren't long enough, are they? Do you? Uh, Malcolm says, what is the latest injury updates? Well, it looks like Willock might miss the final, but Maxi and uh, uh, Miggy, uh, they, they should be fine to play against Liverpool, um, which is a, a big plus. Right, before we do, obviously, the uh, mid-season ratings, Billy, we've got to take on the uh, the front uh, the front three now uh, that has changed a couple of times on the left. I think Miggy's been pretty much uh, mainstay on the right hand side, mm. you know, for most of the games. And then, of course, it's uh, you know Murphy coming on. Um, but you know, more than ever, Miggy's had a tremendous season, Billy. I mean, you know, we were I 
have to take my hat off to him because I said that he wasn't strong enough for the Premier League. I had worries about his, his physicality. The, uh, the same as what we're talking about Isak now, to be fair. Um, just saying that maybe he's not he's not that kind of player for the Premier League. But he started fantastically well in pre-season. He looked really sharp. And he's continued that through the first half of this season. Ten goals already, which is incredible. Well, of course, for the most of the time, we saw him in the central role. Mm. Or sometimes even right wing back under Steve Bruce. Um, and he didn't look great, did he? Let's be honest. He, he looked he looked flimsy yeah. like, like he's at. Yeah, yeah. This season, he's been an absolute godsend on that right-hand side. Uh, he's, he is predictable. He is always cut inside. Still, teams are finding it hard to stop him and he scored 10 goals because of it. Mm. Been an absolute... You know, someone we didn't... Ex- well, I know Alex did expect it, 10 goals. He said so. But mm. I don't think any of us expected him to, you know, maintain the levels he's, he's done this season. He has dropped up a little bit of late. But hopefully, we can get... As have the team. That. I mean, everybody's... He's not the only one. Yeah, exactly. He's not the only one. But some of the goals he scored, though, Bill, you've been absolutely sensational. You know, you, you looked at the Fulham one, especially. Oh. That was just a, a wonderful volley. And then when he's cut in and he's bent it into the net a couple of times as well, um, he's had a couple of tap-ins. He's, he's scored all sorts. Um, I don't think he's a good header of the ball, I have to say that. Uh, but um, he's never really been in a position to score from a header, to be honest. Um, you know, he will go down for one of the misses of the season as well uh, against Leicester. Um, in the uh, in the quarterfinal of the cup, uh, I, I still don't know how he didn't put that in um, or what he was trying to do. He was literally one yard off the goal line, and somehow it it didn't it just. But that's Miggy for you guys. I mean that that is what you get with Miggy, and uh, I've just loved watching him play this season. I've loved the fact that he's uh, he's combining really well with Trippier. They've got something really good going down that right hand side, which is. Why I guess everybody's sort of against moving Trippier across to the left-hand side and and spoiling what we have down that right. Um, but the worry is that obviously teams have worked out the plan down that right-hand side. You know, Longstaff comes in with triangle sometimes, and as does Bruno uh, when he plays. So sometimes it's a little bit uh, it's a little bit hit or miss now that maybe teams are working or something. We need to change it up a bit. But the only thing I can criticise Miggy for this season is is his right foot. It's just non-existent. Yeah, he's, 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 he's very one-footed. However, the difference between this season and previous seasons is when he gets a chance, he doesn't panic, he doesn't freeze. Oh, this well, season's got this unerring yeah. kind of knack of hitting that corner of the net in between the post and, and the back of the net. He's been outstanding. It's well, Saturday, Saturday was proof of that, wasn't it? You know, Absolutely. he did, he, he didn't rush it. He waited to see where the keeper was going. He saw the keeper sprinting across the line because the keeper thought he was going near post. Miggy held it on that second or two longer and then just slotted it in the far side where the keeper had already come from, giving him absolutely no chance. And 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 that's exactly what you're right about. About he's just so much more calmer. Um, I suppose that's his big joy in a way as well. I mean, he, he's mm. he's had some brilliant finishes this season. Uh, on the other side, if we look at the left hand side, Billy, it's a very very different story on the left. Um, nothing much has come from the left hand side this season, unfortunately. And certainly not goals-wise. I mean, Joe Willock's done well when he's played out there. Joe Linton's done well when he's played out there. Max has had, obviously, that one game, two two games, sorry, let's say the Wolves game as well as the Man City game, which, yeah, to me, was yeah. the best performance any players give this season. Yeah. The Man City game, he was absolutely superb. Yeah. And if he can get him to any kind of near that form the next two weeks, God, he's, the, mm. the world's his oyster. However, doing that twice a year isn't good enough. And he'd be, yeah. I know he's been injured, and I know it takes time to get back into the swing of things, mm. but... Sometimes he, he flatters to deceive, yeah, but yeah. again, he's going to he's going to get play Saturday and come come the come the cup final. Let's hope he's in full swing again because if he Absolutely. plays like that against Man United, 
will destroy them. Uh, before anyone jumps on me, I'm not saying that nothing has come from the left all season because we have had some wonderful goals from the left hand season. You, you look at the Southampton game; that 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 goal, you know, was just fantastic. Um, you know, we, we have had touches of brilliance down the left from Joe Linton and from Joe Willock, uh, but we have been more dominant down the right hand side. The stats prove that. Um, Steve says uh, to talk of the tune. I don't know what games you've been watching, but not watching NUFC this season. Uh, Steven says, talk of the tune. Come on, Longstaff has been outstanding. Uh, Trippier has the most accurate crosses in the entire Premier League this season. Exactly, he does. Um, you know, when you do look at that, I suppose, you know, Alex is right in a way, and, and, and you're about, you know, these players should be getting themselves more involved in the box, making, you know, going for the ball, attacking the ball. We just, you know, old school Alan Shearer, if you like, you know, even Andy Carroll, you know, the, the, a ball would hang in the air. You could guarantee that those two would be going in like tanks to get them on the end of them. Yeah, there's not many strikers like that around these days, is there? Certainly not one at our club. You, you'd think Callum Wilson would be, but, you know, he's, he, Callum Wilson's another one and we were discussing the forward line now. He's had a strange season. I don't know if he scored with his head this year, has he? I'm, I'm, can't, I'm trying to think of one. Who? I think Callum Wilson has he scored with his head this year. Only remember. one if he has. It's not, it's not been many. And 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 in times gone past, Callum Wilson may have got two or three with his head, um, going for crosses. Mm. Yeah, it's it's it, yeah. with Chris Wood in the side, you'd expect heady goals. Yeah, unfortunately, you just didn't know how to play as a striker with, with the system we played with. So, yeah, the, the yeah. number nine's role, as well as that left wing side, has been a bit less than productive than the right hand side. Mm. Uh, Adam says, uh, Steve Wraith reckons we should play Dubravka in goal against Liverpool. Well. Steve Wraith has an opinion. Um, I don't agree with that at all. I I, I just think, you know, it, this is a big game and we shouldn't... Uh, Eddie won't be looking at the Cup final yet. You know how Eddie works. He'll just be focused on Liverpool and he will play the team that he thinks will beat Liverpool. Why, why would we drop Nick Pope? I, I, I have no idea. You know, if... Look, I, I don't buy into this, oh, what if he's injured? Because it's it's rubbish. Right, you, you, you could they could slip in the shower and pull a hamstring or something like that. You know what I mean? It, it, it just if they're going to get injured, they get injured. There's nothing we can do about that. But the, the fact of the matter is, you've got to play your best team. You know, this is the Premier League, and and and, and I don't think Eddie Howe is going to disrespect the Premier League for one second when we're fourth. You know, yeah, exactly, especially where we are in the league, we're fighting for a Champions League spot. Why would you and, give a, a game away just to, just yeah. to keep one safe for a week? And as well, Billy, Eddie Howe has said this morning in an interview that um, the reason why the, he believes that they've gone on this 17-game unbeaten run is because of the hurt they felt after the Liverpool game, the unjust they felt after the Liverpool game, the way everybody called them out for time-wasting and, oh, Newcastle are this, Newcastle are that. It galvanised them. And they've mm. gone on this unbeaten run. So there's no yeah. way Eddie's going to risk anything against Liverpool. He's, he's not going to think, not. oh, I've got the cup final next week. I better do this. So uh, I, I don't agree with it uh, and Eddie at Howell all. Shouldn't, shouldn't even need to give a team talk on Saturday because all he's no. going to say is, remember how you felt after that game at Anfield earlier in the season when you were the better side for most of the game and ended up losing due to, yeah. let's say, refereeing errors. Uh, talk of the tune says, I haven't missed a game this season, Billy, mate. Don't know what you're on about. Well, clearly, you're not watching the game properly if you think Trippy and Longstaff have been poor this season. I mean, yes, they haven't been great the last couple of games, but Christ, they've been brilliant this season. Longstaff's uh, been, been okay in the number six role, which he doesn't play in. Before that, he was the best player exactly. pitch the previous two games. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he's been consistent ever since the World Cup ended, really. And before mm. that, he weren't, he weren't bad. Mm, Early exactly. season, okay, fair enough, he weren't, he weren't as good as you did, but 
That was down to lack of fitness. And mm. we did criticise him for that. Uh, and finally, before we do the player ratings, Billy Stryker. Uh, it's been mostly Callum Wilson this season. Obviously, uh, Isak came in, um, you know, and he he looked sensational when he came in. You know, the, the goal, he should have had two against Liverpool, yeah. uh, wrongly ruled out. He looked like he was the business, um, you know, and he got injured. Uh, Callum looked awesome before the World Cup, and then he's gone on a wave, you know, but let's not forget, you know, Callum Wilson has obviously had a very, very serious illness uh, whatever it was, obviously the club haven't said what it is. Um, you know, you can you can speculate and say was it a, was it COVID related because he was training on his own for a while. You know, you've got to start thinking of all that. Um, but obviously, it was very very. It, it's knocked him, hasn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. The first game of the season, you saw Callum Wilson's worth inside where he didn't go near post for the whole game, and then the time he did go, he was there, knocked it in the goal. Just brilliant mm. striker stuff. Liverpool are two up, by the way. Gap post scored. Um, yeah, and, and it was just fantastic. Strike, strikers work. Just mm-hmm. not not making that near post run. And the time he did it, the ball went there and he, he put it away. It was fantastic. He started the season really well. Got a little niggle. Mm-hmm. Luckily, we signed Isaac by that time. Isaac came in and looked an absolute million dollars when he scored that goal against Liverpool. And had the, 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 the second one was even better. It should have been allowed. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. He looked a real, real talent. Um, so, Isaac then had the role... Went into the Palace. Was it the Palace game when he should have scored the one-on-one and didn't? Yeah. Do you remember? He was clean through and he didn't yeah, score the yeah. one-on-one. Yeah. Where that's knocked his confidence a little bit. He got injured after that, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And luckily, we've been quite lucky because um, Wilson came back. Wood came in for a couple of games. Wilson's been in since then and then since since the World Cup, he's been ill. Like you say, I, I wouldn't say our strikes have given us the greatest kind of contributions this year, but, but they've been ample. They've been adequate, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Uh, Foxy says it's funny how quick people's opinions change uh, no doubt Burn is struggling lately but a couple of months ago a lot wanted him in the England squad yeah well, he's playing, well, he playing well in Foxy he's That's playing very very well which is why we was everybody was saying that uh, but you, you, you're right you know he has been struggling lately and that's what we're saying uh, whether it's because he needs a rest he, he just looks very leggy he, he just doesn't look to be very sharp at the minute especially when you know, he tries this thing. I don't know whether you've noticed, Billy, when he's when he's on the touchline, he tries to do that little cut inside when a when a, a forward comes onto him, and it's not coming off for him. He's giving the ball away a lot. Well, teams have read it. Obviously, they've seen. Yeah. Obviously, teams do their homework these days. Yeah. It's not a case of not seeing his play all season. Play against them twice. That's it. You mm-hmm. see everything they do every every week. So, yeah, it's it's, it's apparent that teams have read that now. Uh, but again, the World Cup thing was valid because we only took one left back to the World Cup. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. That's why that point was valid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at the time, Dan Byrne was playing better than Luke Shaw. At that time. Yeah, he was. He was. Luke Shaw's come on a bunch since then, though. Since then, Luke Shaw's gone a bundle, and Dan Byrne's regressed a lot. But yeah, it's go. what at happens the during the season, point. though, isn't it? I mean, it, it, you know, you're not. No, no player has ever bang on the game for a full season. I mean, even Harlan's went a few games without a goal. You know, it it, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tony Hunter says Anton Deck bought the Aussie TV rights for one of our cup games so they could watch it when they were doing their jungle nonsense. They are true fans. Yeah, they are. Uh, I'm not going to argue about that. That that is. Um, uh, Daniel says you take a draw on Saturday, then go full bore for the cup final. Um, look, I think it's important that we get something out of the game on Saturday, but I really want to win it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Malcolm says, thanks for the update, Paul, as our internet is dropping in and out with this cyclone. Oh, God, I... Yeah. Stay safe, Malcolm. Stay safe, Yeah, man. absolutely. Absolutely. 
uh, hunker down and watch, just watch loads of uh, previous episodes of the Toon Review. I'm sure that'll cheer you up. Um, watch if last night's working. again. Uh, well, yeah, working. yeah, yeah. That's that's a good point, Billy. I'll, I'll shut up. Uh, Kate says, if Miggy had a right foot, he would be virtually unplayable. Okay. Well, that's why I'm not. I'm a bit surprised <laughs> that he hasn't worked a little bit more to 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 get that right foot. You know, spend a bit of time just constant crossing on his right foot. It could be in. It could be incredible. We don't. We don't, we don't know that he hasn't. He might well, that's true. Yeah, he just. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Tony says, "Would you take Jared Bourne in a heartbeat?" I would. Yes, he's a very, very good player. Um, very, very attacking. Uh, I think he's a he's a good player. Um, he before, shouldn't he? He was on his way. Well, yeah, he was at a service station, wasn't he? Ashton, uh, they wanted money for him, and that was the end of it. Yeah, he was on his way, um, but it never happened. Uh, Mix is that uh, you need to lay off Isak. He's new to the league and needs to get used to the speed of it. Well, we're not having to go on him. I'll bloody love Isak. See, you, you can't say anything constructive without people thinking, woof, they're having to go on him. How dare you? Um, Mick, he's I love Isak. high standards by what he's doing with absolutely goal, does. Goal-wise. Yeah, unfortunately, at the moment, he's got a little flaw in his game where he can't hold on to the ball when he can't play with his back to the goal. It's something that will work out because he's only 22, 23, you know. Yeah, yeah, he'll build you, into you, the... You don't pay 60 million quid for a donkey. You don't, you don't do that. And we've yeah. seen signs. That he's, we obviously know he's not a donkey. Yeah. Uh, Foxy says, serious question. Do we ever criticise other players that don't use the weaker foot? Probably not. Probably we should, Foxy, yes. Um, but I think it's because of the position Miggy plays in and the position he gets into to cross balls. You know, it's just when he's in that, he jinks around the defender brilliantly. He makes room for the cross, but then he just turns back. And and, and that's a shame because if he was to whip balls in on his right foot, he'd be, he would be unplayable. Brazil um, player in the 82 World Cup called Adair. He was the most one-footed player you'll ever see. Mm. Left foot, and that was it. He, he didn't even dribble with his right foot. He just, he'd dribble one-footed like he was hopping. Um, but he was a great player. Yeah, Didn't chuck from his game at all. Uh, Spacebar's asking talk of the tune who scored the goals to send us to Wembley. Uh, okay. Um, That'd be Sean Longstaff, wouldn't it? Shh. It wasn't your question to answer, Billy. No, sorry, sorry, Tim. It, it was a test to talk of the tune. He's probably gone now. He's probably gone to watch the Liverpool game. Well, uh, Jory Howie answers, not wishing a bad injury. Maybe a three-week hamstring injury for Rashford would do nicely. Oh, you know what, though? I know he started to score a few goals again, right? But I was listening to the talk shite on the way home from um, dropping Ben off at school this morning, right? And, and, I'm, and you know, Alan Brazil, just before, the, just before I switched it off, because I was just so done with it, uh, he asked the question, uh, he says, is Marcus Rashford the best striker in Europe right now? And I'm like, oh, God, for God's sake... He's scoring a couple of goals lately. I mean, yes, he's playing really well, but is he hell nowhere near the best striker in Europe right now? I mean, Christ mm-hmm. almighty. That's, you're telling me that Rashford's better than Haaland? Have a laugh. You're telling me that he's better than Lewandowski? Have a laugh. Come on. He's not even better than Harry Kane. He's not a striker for starters, is he? Well, yeah, but then, then there's Mbappe. I mean, how weird. It, it, it's it's sometimes it really is absolutely ludicrous what the the, the bunch of fannies come out with. It really is. Um, anyway, uh, let's do the uh, poor people were getting at Isak. Hang on a minute, I can't. Where was that one? Getting at Isak in the chat, not you. Well, that's all right then. 
You know what I'm like. Anyway, uh, let's do the player ratings for uh, the first half of the season, Billy. Um, and uh, obviously, it's between one and ten again. Um, Can we call oh, I'm, I'm getting told off by Andy. Uh, Paul, not all comments are aimed at you. Some of the comments relate to what other viewers are putting. Don't take it all as aimed at you. They honestly aren't. Well, thank you, Andy. Uh, I know, but it's just, you know... I don't see all the comments. That's a problem. They fly through at 100 mile an hour. Uh, and sometimes I'll just see one thing. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll start off. Uh, we, we can only really rate Nick Pope this season, Billy, because he's been the main 99% of the games that he's played. Um, so uh, thank you, Francisco. I will have a look at that, buddy. Um, so what what are you giving Nick Pope, Billy? Well, he's done absolutely nothing wrong, has he? He's not had a lot to do in many games, but when he has been called upon, he's been superb. Um, I think he's the difference between us being fourth on the table and seven or, seventh or eighth, so I'm mm. going to give him a ten. Uh, yeah, a lot of people giving nines and tens in the chat. Uh, I'm going for a ten as well because I think it's unfair. <laughs> it's hard what we've been doing in, in certainly the first half of the season when we've been saying, well, he didn't have much to do, did he? But that's not Nick Pope's fault. The stuff he's had to do... If we're basing it on stuff that he's had to do, then we're going to mark it like that. So it's a 10 for me as well. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, right, right back. Uh, I think there's only been really trippier as well. I know Mankio's played a couple of games, but uh, again, we have to go with the majority, uh, you know, and that is Kieran Trippier. Yeah, he's our leader, isn't he? He's, he's mm. been absolutely superb 99.9% um, .9 of the season. <laughs> I think this could be a predictable theme here, but I'm going to give him a 10. <laughs> Jimmy says my comments are directed at Paul <laughs> yeah cheers bud um, I'm going to give him a 9 uh, I, I don't think he's been a 10 um, I think a lot of people are giving him 9s actually in the chat but um, uh, I, I mean look 9 or 10 what the hell he's been fantastic um, but he's the captain isn't he he's, 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 he's inspirational not only his play but you've got, you've got to kind of give him a little bit more because of the fact of the inspiration he gives that side he's yeah. the obvious leader to it yeah, you know, oh, he's a fantastic leader. Absolutely, comes from him. You know, yeah, he's just super. Yeah. I mean, Paul Tully said there, Trippier is given a nine, but a plus one for his leadership, so a ten. Yeah, uh, Carlos is turning into the man with the jokes. Uh, he says an aeroplane crashed into my house last night as the wife left the landing lights on. Dear God. Uh, never mind. Uh, Mojabi's given uh, Trippier a seven. Um, I'm not sure why, uh, but that's interesting. Um, Tony says more set piece goals would bump him up to a 10. Uh, Roy Caviani says nine only because his deliveries weren't great lately. Um, uh, right, left hand side, I mean, it, it's Dan Byrne, isn't it? Because you know, the target's been injured pretty much most of the season. Um, Jamal Lewis has made the odd appearance, but it's Dan Byrne that we we, we are marking Billy for the for this season. Yeah, it's hard to mark Dan Byrne, isn't it? Because of his mm. recent performances, but I'm going to give him an eight mm -hmm. um, because generally he's been superb. Yeah, had he yeah. maintained that level of performance the past two or three weeks, it'd have been higher, mm. but he hasn't, so I can't. Yeah, I agree. Uh, everyone's putting eight in the chat. To be honest, uh, I agree with an eight. I think, um, look, for somebody that's normally a centre back to come in and do what he's done. Uh, is fantastic. And yeah, you know, his, his form's dipped a little, but look, let's hope he gets it back. Uh, that's all we can say. Now, centre-backs, Billy, um, <laughs> again, there's only been two, really. I mean, Lascelles hasn't played hardly ever, and when he has, let's be honest, he's been he shit. Well at, give, him, give him credit, he played well at Anfield. Well, he did, yes, but we can't really mark him for a, a season's a half-season no. because... 
and a couple it, of bookings on the sidelines when he wasn't even playing. Yeah, which I'll give him a 10 for because that was that was absolute shithousery of the highest order, and I loved that. Um yeah, I think I read somewhere he's got more bookings than um well, he's got more bookings than quite a few of them, actually. You know, and he hasn't even been on the pitch. Um, anyway, uh, I mean, I pretty much know what you're going to do, Billy. Uh, I think we're both going to just raise up the 10 cards for both the centre-backs. Yeah, you can't give anything else. I mean, Sven Botman's came in, mm. a young lad from the French League. People said he, was, he lacked pace. People said he was going to be a bit of a waste of money. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's been an absolute yeah. snip. Um, he's been superb. He's a cultured centre-half. Great pass of the ball. Mm. Uh, very rarely gets, you know, found out. Maybe once or twice a season he has. But on the whole, just absolutely superb week in, week out. We never give him less than a seven or an eight. Mm. And generally it's nines or ten, so I'm going to give him a ten. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Uh, Francisco says there's a pair of ten individually. He's given Sharon nine and Botman a ten. Um, oh, that's a bit harsh. Like, Roy's going for Botman a, te- a, a nine. Interesting. But look at that. Look at look at the stats, guys. Please. Um, uh, actually, Carlos, I did last. I, I did have a little chuckle at your last joke, mate. Uh, a Chinese car thief, Tommy Takamoto. <laughs> I did have a giggle at that one. I have to say, uh, but I'm not upsetting any of our Asian friends tonight, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, good evening to uh, China. Um, right. So we we move into midfield. I think this both tens oh, for the centre half. By the way, to share as well because he's he's been the most improved. Player. Yeah, yeah, hell yes, Christ, without a doubt. Um, now midfielders, Billy, who 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 are we going to go for? There's definitely Bruno, Longstaff, Willock, Joe Linton. Are they That's the it. four? It's about it, isn't it? Yeah, Can't yeah, well, it is. Yeah, right. We'll start with uh, Bruno. Um, <laughs> and how are we going to vote his first half of the season? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think Bruno should have been sent off. I'll keep maintaining that. I'll still, I'll still maintain that now. Mm. Um, so that's the only weak point. I, I think he's had this season. He is a bit temperamental. He can be a bit petulant. But some of the things he does with that ball are unbelievable. Things that we've mm. never seen happen. Yeah. He's the best midfielder I've seen play for Newcastle United. He's been outstanding this season. From a number six role, when mm. he gets forward, he's outstanding. Ten, all day long. All day long. Yeah, ten for me as well. Uh, right, we move to Sean Longstaff. Uh, I'll start with Sean. Um, I'm going to give him an eight. Um, I think he's been absolutely brilliant this season, apart from some of his finishing. Um, if he'd have finished some of the opportunities, he probably would have got a higher score for me. Um, but I think that the improvement from Longstaff being a five and a six every game to to, to pretty much seven, eight, nine a game uh, is a fantastic achievement. And it just shows how far he's come. Um, Caviani's given him a seven, but he just doesn't like him. Um, but uh, I, I listen, I think Longstaff deserves an eight. I think he's been pivotal for us this season. And you know, what Eddie Howe's done with him has been been absolutely brilliant, Billy. Yeah, what, Eddie, what, what Sean Longstaff's done is irrespective of the fact we've only got three players we can choose there. But mm. if we had four or five, Sean Longstaff wouldn't be getting dropped. He's been absolutely fantastic since the World Cup. Yeah, um, like you say, finishing the side pre World Cup, we criticized him quite a bit for losing the ball, being a bit. Mm. Flimsy at times, uh, not as energetic as the others, but since the World Cup has been great. So I think eight's a really fair score for him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Paul Tully says, by the way, am I the only one pissed at the lack of mentions and the claim the chair has received in the press, uh, pundits, etc.? <clears throat> He's been one of the best defenders in the league, never seems to get acknowledged. I agree. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I, I've mentioned that a few times on the shows, to be honest, Paul, that it just seems to be the case that even with Newcastle fans, sometimes they, they look to sort of Botman as this 
Rolls Royce that he is, but then they forget what who's been next to him, you know, who's helped him along in the first part of the season, you know, coming into the Premier League. Uh, because if you remember, Botman, the first couple of games, he looked very shaky. Um, specifically against, I think it was Manchester City, he gave the ball away a few times and he, he, we thought, whoa, mm. what's going on? But look how he's developed. And th- that has a lot to do with who's next to him as well. Uh, right, we'll move on to Joe Willock now, Billy. He's a hard one to mark because at times he's been great. <laughs> at times he's been absolutely dog shit. Um, yeah. Saturday and the week before, personified. I think we can give him a, a, a good score though. Um, I think we can give him a seven because mm-hmm. at times he has been really, really good, but it's just been really inconsistent, hasn't he? Um, albeit in a side that's not lost for seventeen games. Mm. Yeah, I, I'd agree. Uh, I'm going with a seven as well. I think uh, sometimes he's infuriating, uh, especially when he doesn't jump for headers and he he, he pulls out of. Uh, um, 50-50 tackles. That is annoying. I think he, he's got to sort of be a bit braver like that. Um, you know, Longstaff was like that for a, a period of time. Um, but, you know, we all said that was down to, you know, the horrendous injury he had. Was he a little bit apprehensive about going in for challenges? Um, but I think with with, um, with Joe Willock, he, he just needs to be that little bit tougher. Um, but a seven nonetheless, yeah. Uh, Joe Linton, uh, straight 10 for me. Uh, I, I just... I am one of Joe Litton's biggest fans. And if anyone goes back and watches videos from around two years ago, you would never believe those words would ever come out of my mouth. Uh, but he is. I just love the guy. I think his his dedication to get better since Eddie Howe came in. Uh, and he's obviously listened and he's worked his ass off to get to the player he is now. He's found a position that is just truly Joe Linton's position. He's found his, his calling, if you like. Um uh, now, we could thank, of course, Kieran Clark for that as well, for the sending off against Norwich City. Uh, but look, Eddie's obviously done a lot of work with him. Eddie said when he came to the club, Joe Linton looked superb in training and he knew there was a player in there. Uh, this guy is just astonishing. He, he just I never thought I'd say that he'd become my favourite player, but he is. I just love watching him. I love his work rate. I love his, I love his nastiness. I love his, the, the way he defends his team. Um, you just you have to love Joe Linton, Billy. From a footballer point of view, he's an eleven. He's been absolutely superb. Mm. I do, I do worry about his temperament. I really do. He's had so many silly yellow cards this year, diving, uh, getting involved in punch-ups. However, he, did, he has got that enforcer role. So sometimes I understand. He yeah, has but to don't, do that. don't we need a player like that, Billy? Who's willing? We do, to just, we do, we know? do, we do. But when you're going to add, add that to diving in the box, which is ridiculous in this day, well, he's, he's, he's done it once. It. I don't think he'll do it again. Uh, no, I, I think, I think Eddie had bollocked him for that. To be honest, he's a definite ten. But if he misses the cup final. If, get, if he was to miss a cup final, well, it, he can't, obviously. But if, say if he could, and that diver, that diver yellow card's one of them, he'd be big sick. Oh, he would, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, right. Uh, so there we go. That's the midfield. Now, up front, uh, obviously, we'll mark. This is difficult because I don't think we can mark Isak, Billy, because he hasn't played enough. No. I, I, you know, for, 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 he hasn't played enough to, to mark him for half a season. Um, I think we should go with Wilson, Miggy. Um, Maxi, uh, and that's it really because obviously Willock and Joel Linton have tried the left hand side as well, so we'll go with them three. Uh, what about Murphy? Would we put Murphy in there? Mm, he did play a few games, didn't he? Yeah, we'll go, we'll put Murphy, in. we'll start off with Murphy, Billy. Yeah, because I mean, when we, when we played Fulham away and, and that, that period of the season where we were going away and scoring goals, mm. Renford at home, Villa at home, Murphy played really well. Um, but there's also been times again where he's been absolutely awful. 
Yeah, I think a seven out of ten for Murphy, and that's <laughs> despite most most weeks getting sixes and fives and half scores. For that little period of time where he was productive for us, the Fulham mm. Brentford Villa, I'm going to bump him up a couple of marks to seven. Yeah, I'm going to give him a seven as well. I think you know the the one thing about Murphy is you can always depend on he, he is his is his effort. He loves the football club. He, he's a massive massive Newcastle fan. Um, but there has been some times where you know he really makes me pull what hair I've got left out. Uh, you know, on one on ones and things like that. It just oh my god. Um, but yeah, uh, right. Uh, we move across. Sorry, we'll go for Miggy now, Billy. Uh, I'll start us off on Miggy, and it's got to be a ten. I mean. The, the growth of this guy since preseason, where he looked really good, he's continued that into the league form. Uh, I think it was a big goal for him to get, uh, certainly on Saturday, um, just to get on the goal scoring flow again. And the fact that he's got 10 this season, um, you know, it, it's a 10. It has to be. Yeah, you can't give him anything less than a 10. Been absolutely superb. And we've talked, we've spoke about his fantastic uh, goal scoring record this year. But it's not just been that he's been he's been, he's been complimentary to the players around him as well. Mm. So yeah, ten out of ten, absolutely. Uh, Stevens called him the road runner, and he he does give you that. I, I don't know whether you've noticed, Billy, when when Almiron sprints, uh, his sort of head starts like <laughs> he's just incredible. He is like the road runner. Uh, fantastic. He's, he's, he's the first bloke ever seen linked with a wrist injury, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. He was he was limping. I know. Uh, but listen, if this one, uh, you know, he's got to stop rolling around on the floor. That I mean, Alex mentioned it the other day. He, he does need to stop that. Um, right on the left hand side, Maxi. Hard to mark, isn't he? Because the, the, the Man City game, the Wolves game, the week after, he 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 that performance. You, you're looking at tens, but we haven't seen that. He's been injured. He's been struggling to get back to some kind of form. Yeah. I still, I think you can give him a seven because those two performances alone really were mm-hmm. superb. Um, I'm going to give him a seven. Uh, I'm going to give him a seven as well. Julie Jay's given him a nine. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure where that's come from. Um, you know, you, you're talking on the same lines as uh, sort of the best players out there, and I don't think he's been one. But listen, I think Maxi could have a huge part to play in the second part of the season. I really do. Um, and, and and when we're doing our, you know, you know, end of season scores, I'm pretty sure, um, or I, I would hope, that Maxi is higher than a seven. Uh, right, Callum Wilson, Billy. Um, this is a difficult one because, you know, first half of the first half of the season, <laughs> he was, he was, he was brilliant. Yeah, he didn't see. He scored last week, um, which was first goal for, for ages. But before he was injured and for the illness, he was really, really good. He just looks like he's missing something, doesn't he? Mm. He's, he's, yeah. he's, like, he's yeah. lost a yard of pace. He, he doesn't look as strong as he used to. Whether yeah. this will this illness has debilitated him in some manner, we don't know. Uh, hopefully, he can get back to some you know that the semblance of form he was at the beginning of the season because at, the, at that time he was a, a, a menace to all centre halves. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give him. A, I'm going to give him a seven again, um, because before before that first kind of niggle he had, he mm. was superb, and after we came back from that, he was superb too. So since since the World Cup, he's been poor. To be fair, yeah. Uh, Judy J was saying about ASM there. She's given him a nine because of what he can do. Um, well, yeah, but it's on what he's done for the first half of the season, Jules. But hey, it's your opinion, and you're quite welcome to that. Um, Simon says when it's not working why do we never swap Maxi and Almiron and see how it goes just something different well 
me and you've talked about that a lot, Billy. Which I, it, say that since the Bournemouth get a Bournemouth hand. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it just something Eddie just refuses to do. He, he likes his inverted wingers, and he'll stick by that. Um, right. Finally, Billy Eddie Howe. Mm, not a hard one to mark this one. Uh, we're sitting in fourth in the table with a, with a side that probably shouldn't be there on merit mm. on paper. And a lot of that's down to the manager, the way he's got the team playing, the way he yep. inspires the team, the way he leads the team, the dignified way he talks to the press. Everything mm-hmm. he does, a manager should do, is a 10 out of 10 all day long. Yeah, I'm the same. Uh, nobody expected us to be in this position. You know, before the season kicked off, we were all saying, look, 8th, ninth would be a decent finishing position, continue the process of building. Um, nobody thought in a million years we'd make a cup final, that's for sure. Um, you know, but we have, um, you know, we're at Wembley in two weeks' time. You know, we, we, there's just a fantastic build-up to that, um, which we will be having a fantastic build-up the week before on this channel. We'll be talking about the cup final nearly every night of the bloody week because we have to. Uh, mm. you, you have to make the most of these situations, and uh, it's it's incredible. Uh, but Eddie, Eddie's just been a breath of fresh air, um, and he is so well-loved at this football club. Um, Julie J saying, Mad Dog and Graham Jones both are 10 as well. Absolutely. Um you know, Mad Dog Tyndall has been superb. Uh, he's, he's Eddie's right-hand man, and I think Eddie would be lost without J- uh, Jason Tyndall, to be honest. Um, and that's that. I don't think I'm exaggerating that, Billy. No, absolutely not. Whether they've got a good cop, bad cop routine, so I think they can both play bad cop and good cop, can't they? So that's, you know, he's, he's very, 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 very physically threatening on the side lodge without doing anything. And... Uh, I think the, the Liverpool bench got a bit of a shot when he stood up to him. Um, yeah. That game at Anfield. Yeah. If you know, if he's a set piece coach, though, I do hope he does get that kind of thing sorted out because that's a bit of the game where we are lacking. And obviously, from, from someone that's involved with the club, is he's, he's a brilliant man to have because he is. He is hundred percent a physically threatening man, and he teams will be scared of what he could do if things went well right for him. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, Billy, just before we finish the show. Um, yeah. Susan has been uh, doing her little uh, designs and she found a, a film on the internet, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard this film, right? Uh, not, not, not an oh, yeah, like that, Billy. It, it, she found a film that uh, there was, there was, there was um, basically th- there's obviously three main characters in it. Uh, so Susan has decided to change those three characters, Billy. Now, <laughs> Could you guess who she's changed those three characters into? Um, well, stab in the dark. I'd say it's going to be you, I, and Stato. Well, Billy, you're perfectly correct, mate. Uh, so I'm just uploading that into StreamYard now because I'm going to put it on the screen in a second. And here we go. <laughs> <laughs> what a little candy out of Little Britain. <laughs> yeah, uh, or I mean, Jim I, Bowen or Jim Bowen. I mean, I'm not sure who the hell I look like. Alex looks like he's just Alex looks like he's doing something with that goat, to be honest. He's concentrating on something else. Uh, and I don't Stata, know, Stata, that's not City, it's a lamb. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't know whether Susan's realized the stance of Alex looks a bit weird there. Um, I mean, Billy, those glasses are. I mean, it's either Jim Bowen out of Bullseye or Wambia out of Little Britain. It's great, smashing super lovely. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm actually, I'm I'm a bit worried about my Gordy. It looks a bit long. I'm a little bit worried about my right hand, to be fair. 
Well, yeah, but I don't know where your left one is, Billy. Well, yeah, that's just true. I've got, I've got a left arm, even. Yeah, the arm's going down there, but maybe you're helping Alex with something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's a bit. That's a bit. That's a bit bloody frightening. That is Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> uh, Simon <laughs> Simon says, "Is that Elton John?" <laughs> No, it's not. It's not oh, for you either. <laughs> um, uh, Steven says, anyone want to buy a dog? Um, uh, what films that, says Tony. Uh, Seattle Jordy says, Curly Shemp and more. Uh, in one. Yes, the Trailer Park Boys. That's it. Uh, looks like Stato is stuck in the back of the court. <laughs> <laughs> Alan says, yeah, Trailer Park Boys. There you go. Uh, swap the goat for Jimmy's Heed. Uh, Chipper says, Deliverance Part 2. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, shame the dancing cow wasn't in it. Uh, Lock, stock, and the village people. Uh, Paul looks like Eddie Hall, the world's strongest man. Uh, Jimmy like says, <laughs> says Stato was a Joe Dirt. God, oh, there you go. But there you go, guys. A little bit of fun at the end of the show for you. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Uh, and thank you for taking part in the play ratings at the end as well. Um, I think pretty much everybody was on the same lines there um, with the ratings. But let's see how it is in the summer when the season ends. Um, we do our uh, we do our season review. Uh, we'll, we'll look back at this show and think, right, how much have the, uh, have the changed, the play ratings? Hopefully... They'll have all stayed the same or got better. Um, let's just hope that nobody's gone sort of down. Um, but we'll only time will tell on that. Um, he is hoping. Uh, but listen, thank you very much. Thank you to everybody who's uh, watched tonight. Thank you to the mods. Brilliant performance again. Thank you so much. Uh, and thank you to you, Billy, for joining me. Uh, tomorrow night will, of course, be the fan forum, uh, 8 o'clock. Uh, is, is, you... fame... is it the ladies' one we're doing tomorrow night? No. No, we'll do that a week after. No, we are going to, yeah, I think after the cup final we'll do that, Billy, because we'll be celebrating winning the Carabao, so I think it'll be a good time to do that one. Uh, so it's it's open to everybody, male and female, tomorrow uh, for the fan forum. Eight o'clock now, we're going to do all our nighttime shows at eight o'clock. I don't know why we put the fan forum one at half eight. It was just a stupid thing to do. So everything's eight o'clock. Um, uh, keep your eyes open for a video tomorrow as well, just in case any any news needs to be reported back for you. You seem to like the daily uh, the daily news shows as well, so uh, uh, thank you for your feedback on that. But in the meantime, enjoy the rest of your Monday evening, and we'll see you for the fan forum tomorrow. Good night, guys. How are the lads and lasses? Ah!